And now, Greenlight Reviews, hosted by Ann Elder and Les Roberts. Welcome, everybody. It's always good to see you at Greenlight Reviews. My name's Les Roberts. And I'm Ann Elder. Today, Ann, we need to chat about mm-hmm. a sequel movie called 28 Weeks Later. Yes. The first episode of this film was called 28 Days, and it was all about a rage virus mm-hmm. that infected a lot of people in Great Britain and turned them into zombies, or what they call the infected. That was all taken care of in the first film. Or so we thought. So we thought. Six (laughs) months after this happened, the United States Army helps to secure a small area of London Mm -hmm. for the survivors so they can repopulate and start over again. But not everything goes to plan. Right. We first see the family of Robert Carlyle and Catherine McCormick and their two children and some other relatives, and they're living in this boarded-up cabin. They don't quite know when this is going to come back or not. And i got to tell you that it comes back within two minutes. Yes, it does. They don't hold you in suspense for very long. Not at all. What happens is that Catherine McCormick, the wife, is attacked by the infected And the husband, Robert Carlyle, playing Don, runs and leaves her to her fate. So all of a sudden, we don't like him to begin with. Not a good husband move. No, and we don't know about his children either. Finally, he is reunited with his children in this green zone. They find that Mm -hmm. the wife is alive. She is infected, but she's carrying this disease, but not suffering from the disease. Robert Carlyle is so glad to see her that he hugs her and he kisses her on the mouth. Uh Uh-oh, bad move. And he turns into a vampire, Another bad husband move. Another bad husband move. (laughs) What are you going to say about this picture, Anne? Oh, I've got lots to say. Well, go ahead. Okay. Well, you know that contemporary horror movies that are bloody are not my favorite genre. Nor mine. And I wasn't really thrilled at the prospect of seeing 28 weeks later. Nor was I. So I was (laughs) pleasantly surprised when I saw this film. Now, to the director's credit, Juan Carlos Fresnadillo, he kept the camera moving, and it was shot very much like cinema verite, handheld work. He uses a multitude of quick cuts. A lot of bada-bing shots that did not upset me either. And you were able to understand the action, but at no time did you really feel like he was exploiting the ickiness of the scene, if you will. (laughs) I really thought this was a well-crafted, beautifully directed film. And maybe a big reason outside of the direction why this film works is that the screenwriters and the director had the smarts to put at the core of this film two young, engaging people that kept us intrigued and somebody to root for, and I'm talking about the two children, a 14-, 15-year-old girl played by Imogene Poots and her young brother, who is absolutely adorable and very beguiling. His name is Macintosh Muggleton, two names that sound like something out of a Harry Potter book. I love the two names, Imogene Poots and Macintosh Muggleton. Remember those two names. Exactly. But because the movie centers around on them and their escape and their survival and so on. And because you honestly care about them, the movie had a wonderful center and it really worked for me. I think that it is elegantly done, believe it or not. Acting is absolutely great. Let's talk about this. Okay. Robert Carlyle is really a fine actor. Mm -hmm. And it was interesting watching his progress Mm -hmm. from father and husband to coward to 
zombie. Exactly. And let's not overlook the wonderful actress who plays the scientist doctor who tries to shepherd those young kids to safety. Her name is Rose Byrne. She's also quite beautiful. Oh, gosh, she's great. And a wonderful performance. Interesting to see that kind of work in what is basically a gore movie. And I love the guy who played the American general. He was terrific. His name is Idris Elba. He's a terrific-looking man, and he comes on screen with great integrity and great strength. Commanding. It's interesting that he has such a commanding presence because General Stone is forced to make the moral decision as to what they're going to do with all these infecteds running around. Is he going to go with Code Red, or is he going to try to figure something else out? It's a terrible moment for a commander. This is an interesting moral dilemma. I'm not so sure that they deal with it that deeply in the film because, after all, we are an action film here. But I think that at least they took on the issue. When I got to the end of it, Mm -hmm. as well done as I feel that it was, I had to wonder why are so many people making zombie movies? (laughs) I get so tired of people who don't have emotions anymore. They're just brain eaters. Listen, Fresno Dio has been known only in his native Spain. He's been making documentaries. He made one feature that I recall called Intacto. And I think that he did this movie in order to make some noise for himself. And I think that he did that. He's going to have a lot of people from the Hollywood community knocking on his door because this is a wonderfully directed movie. I agree. For me, 28 weeks later elevates this kind of a picture to a place that I never dreamed it could go. There are some wonderful action sequences. There's a helicopter chase, and then there's that wonderful underground section where they're looking at everything with that special kind of light, and that was a ghoulish and frightening and suspenseful section. Remember they did that in Silence of the Lambs, too. Yes, they did. But I think that this is a very well-done movie, and as I said, I think Fresno Dio is headed for Hollywood prime time. I think this movie deserves a green light, so I'm going to give a green light to it. I'm going to say to you, I don't think it's a brilliant movie, but I think it's a good picture. Green light for 28 weeks later. Well, I'm not quite as kind as you are today, Anne. Usually I'm kinder, but not today. Okay. Again, I'm really so bored with the zombie movie that even when one of them is done this well, Mm -hmm. it's a little too much for me. So I'm not going to chase everybody away from it. Okay, that's good. So I'm going to give it a yellow light, warning everybody that it's unpleasant to watch, even though most of the gore scenes are excised. If people like this kind of a movie, Les. Yes, We're not asking people who love musicals to go to this movie. The zombie wasn't going to burst out with, I feel pretty. I'm disappointed. (laughs) All right. Yellow light from me for 28 weeks later. A green light from Ann Elder. The director is Juan Carlos Fresnadillo, and it stars, among other people, Robert Carlyle, Catherine McCormick, and i got to say these names one more time, Imogen Poots and (laughs) Macintosh Muggleton. 28 weeks later. Until next time, I am Les Roberts. And I'm Ann Elder. And we're looking forward to seeing you having a great time at the movies. Hi, this is comedian and writer, and let's be honest, I do a lot of things. This is Dean Archipotus, the host of Whiskey Business, the podcast not so much about whiskey as it is one with whiskey. Yes, we drink and talk about whiskey, but we do so much more with so many interesting people. For example, we talk to comedians like Greg Warren. You know, I don't want to brag, but let's just say I can walk into a Red Lobster and get whatever. 
You know, I think the pause right there is probably more important than the word. Amazing athletes like boxing champion Buster Douglas. When a fighter's down and he's looking for his mouthpiece instead of trying to get up. That's when I knew it was over. Yeah, yeah, right? And, yes, Bigfoot chasers. Do you believe in Bigfoot? And if so, does he really eat beef jerky? <laughs> the Bigfoot thing is people have seen these, and, and I've seen a lot of compelling evidence about it. It's Whiskey Business with Dino Tripodis. Join us for what we call a good conversation with a good pour. You really can't ask for much more than that, can you, people? Check us out at whiskeybusinesspod.com, a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network.